Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Corps Studio here in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, Luke is back. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson. Welcome back, Luke. Thank you. Super Regional Day. Somebody's going to Omaha tonight. No question about it. And we're about five hours away from uh, beginning to find out. Although I did hear today, uh, Cliff Russ, Cliff Russ, some and Gabe Montenegro in the studio with us here. Really happy to have both of these guys from the Southern Bank Corps studio and the opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Now, Cliff Russell, I heard earlier today that if uh, rain washes out the game today, there's a deadline by tomorrow afternoon. And if you haven't played the game by that deadline tomorrow afternoon, the host team advances to the World Series. I, I called a couple of... Uh, Native American friends of mine, there's a there's a rain dance going on as we speak. Is that is that that's truth? <laughs> it, well, actually, Luke Johnson told me that. Luke, <clears throat> I, I don't want to. So this has been floating around f- for several years, and so I asked again yesterday, and this was not someone connected to the university, but this is somebody in the know. And uh, yeah, I mean, if if they're unable to continue the series. Uh, by a certain time, and and the the what was given to me was like Tuesday night, uh, because you got to be in Omaha Thursday, I believe. You know, this is like the last thing that you would ever want from from any any perspective. But yeah, supposedly the host team would would advance. Um, finish it on the field tonight, though. Yeah, we're going to do that uh, hopefully at uh, five o'clock uh, this afternoon. Uh, and before we move on to baseball, uh, Cliff, are, are you as charmed as I am by the Tennessee fan base? Uh, well, look, I, I went on air and, and last week and, and and gave you my opinion of them, but um, wow, I, I won't repeat what I said because I, I, ca- I caught some flack for it from some buddies. But uh, it, it's been interesting. It, it's been interesting. I, I, I've never been so thankful to be a Southern Miss Golden Eagle in my entire life. Amen. I, I'll even say this. Let me catch you some flack, okay? I almost want to, I almost, okay, so this is not an emphatic statement. I almost want to look at the other fan bases in the state, particularly the other two in the Southeastern Conference, being like, man, y'all are like good citizens compared to what we've no, there's to no put up with. Look, the Ole Miss fan base last year, they were ladies and gentlemen compared to this. And I have a new respect for LSU fans. I found LSU fans more tolerable. Your, your, um, your mascot is a blue tick hound dog, and yet yeah. we are the rednecks. 
Yeah, that's it's right. uh, it's it's extraordinary. And and for the record, Tennessee wanted to stay under the bleachers to lay on the cool yes, concrete. That's exactly they chose. Right, to do. Anyway, let's get to baseball. Yeah, let's move on. Gabe Montenegro's in our studio with us. Gabe, you and I were visiting yesterday afternoon, and we were both talking about how really it would be really good to finish that tournament yesterday. But we're here, and uh, first of all, your your thoughts about what you've seen to this point and how your teammates, former teammates, have played. Uh, you know, they've uh, earned everything. They've like where they are right now. They've earned it. Um, they, you know, we all had, we were criticizing them earlier in the season, but they, they, they stuck to who they are, and that's how they got to so far this season. And so right now, you know, when their back's against the wall, they just need to go back to the basics. They just need to go back to who they are. And I really think they can pull it off. They, they showed us the whole season that they can do it. Yeah. So what do you is that their mindset today? You think we, we've just got to go back to who we are and play the game of baseball, and things will work out for us? Yes, sir. You know, at, at this at the, the moments like this, when uh, the the game didn't go as as planned as you hoped for, and that's when you just need you know to take a, take a step back, um, you know, figure out what you need to do, and you know those little moments that is going to take us far in today's game. Yeah. Cliff, you agree? Is that is that what you do at this point? Yeah, I mean, uh, Bob. For me, it's it's been um, you know Tennessee is is what we thought they were coming in. They they have shown some brilliant arms. Uh, you've seen the the velocity, um, but I look. I mean, halfway through yesterday's game, we we were by far the better team. I thought on on uh, on the field, and and uh, you know you have to go into that this third game with with that understanding and some com- you got to find some confidence somewhere um to me that's a big part of this this game three is who grabs that momentum early uh looking at the weather you know you, you may be finding some delays and and who who can come out of those delays if you have them uh with with the energy and momentum and it's game three you don't have to tell your guys to get ready i mean obviously with what's online both of these teams are going to be ready to play uh but who can make that big play early in this game and grab that momentum Luke. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the momentum comes from, and, and Dustin said it yesterday after the game, he's like, you either go to Omaha or you go home. I mean, that's the message. But Eagles in the last, uh, what, three weekends have faced six elimination games, and they, they beat App State 11-1, beat Louisiana 6-2, to beat Auburn 7-2, to uh, beat Sanford 9-4, to and then beat Penn twice. And so you are in a situation – that you have already been in five times in the last, or six times um, in the last, you know, a few few weekends. I do think um, what poses the problem for the Eagles is we are our best reliever is is out of the picture. Storm is out of the picture, and and by the way, we can talk more about this later in the show. I mean, the, I'll give you all some stats later from what he's done against LSU. Uh, and and Penn and Tennessee, that that dude is Mister June for life in the history of Southern Miss baseball. By the way, but but Cliff and Gabe, you both speak to this. I, I think what one of the things that could get us into trouble. We we got to get after the starter early. But man, they still have you know two or three dudes in the bullpen that are going to pump high nineties and can even hit triple digits. Like Burns only threw ten pitches yesterday. That's what bothers me the most going into Game Three. Yeah, Gabe, uh, put in perspective what it's like to face a pitching staff like that and what mentally you have to do 
to prepare yourself for that and then to be successful against them? Yeah, you know, uh, they they do have great pitchers and they throw very hard. But uh, the one of the problems about yesterday was we had a lot of two-pitch at-bats. We really didn't put any pressure on the pitcher. We, we were, you know, chasing his stuff, uh, swinging at their best pitches. And what I think we need to do is go back to that first game when we were just following everything. We were bringing up the pitch count and you know, making the, the pitcher – feel like he didn't have a strikeout pitch. So when we put that kind of pressure on them, that's when those uh, like little little wins that end up being uh, the big moments in the games. Yeah. Great, interesting perspective, uh, Cliff, from a hitter. And from a pitcher standpoint, is that what he says I think is accurate, right? You make yeah, it easy. Well, well, yeah, what, what, and you could see it yesterday with, with uh, Dolander is, is he just got confident as those easy outs came. Uh, you, you get more confident with each one of those. And uh, look, it doesn't, doesn't get any easier tonight. And they're throwing Drew Beam, who uh, came in as a freshman, stepped on campus last year for this volunteer team and, and got put right into the, the starting weekend rotation. And so he's a guy that's uh, been in these spots before. He's going to be another guy that's mid-90s in a, in a high draft round pick or high round draft pick next next year probably also. But um you know, again, if you're Southern Miss and you're the Eagles, you have to know you deserve to be here. You belong here. You've shown that already this weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything changes with the approach. You go in there and, um, you know, certainly we've got the guys that, that can yeah. take care of it. And, and, has, and let, me, let, let me clarify with that. I'm totally on, on board with that. I guess my, my issue is, I would caveat that to say, we got to get after them early. You, you don't want to be looking at to get – you know, down three runs, four runs in the sixth or the seventh. If you and and that's really what it was in game one. We got after Lindsey early, uh, and then you know yesterday we we went up four. I just I think we got to get after the starter early today rather than have to face the back end of the bullpen down. Well, the Eagles had seven hits against Dolander yesterday, and and they really hit their their uh, Saturday starter. So Cliff, they they do show the ability to hit this staff. Yeah, and for for me. And I've said it all week: is it's postseason baseball. Uh, you, you've got to get timely hitting and big hits, and and that's going to be, and it always is. That that is going to be the death. Speak, you know, stating the obvious, but uh, that's going to be the difference in this game tonight: is who comes up with that big hit and the big moments. Right. Well, we've got uh, Cliff Russell and Gabe Montenegro in the Southern Bancor Studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke is in the studio, and Laura, we're going to come back with uh, both of these uh, former Golden Eagle greats in just a moment. want to remind you, though, about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it every day, and a lot of people do, on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're very grateful for all of you that uh, find us every day via the podcast. First pitch tonight, 5 p.m., Southern Miss, Tennessee, and... Not much on the line, only a trip to Omaha, Nebraska to play the LSU Tigers. We're going to talk more about that next.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, which was crazy Saturday when I was in there. Miss Kathleen does a great job. She's there right now, I'll guarantee you. So if you go and be sure to tell her her friends from the Eagle Hour said hello. Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. You can also shop them online, campusbookmart.net. All right, we've got former Southern Miss pitcher Cliff Russell, who's been with us all through baseball season. We're grateful for that. Also, ESPN Plus analyst. And we've got the great Gabe Montenegro, uh, who nobody needs me to tell you about him. All right, Gabe, you told us that uh, you had a conversation with Danny Lynch this morning, and what did uh, Mr. Lynch have to say? Uh, you know, I just uh, I woke up this morning, and uh, we just started uh, texting. And, you know, I, Danny Lynch, he's, he's, he's a great leader. He's always been like he's – you know, you know how he is. He's like always a chipper, but at the same time, he, he knows he's been through these kind of games, these kind of situations, and he knows how to calm – the other players down and everyone knows what was a stake. Uh, but this morning I just felt like I, I needed a, you know, kind of reassure that um, we just need to win little moments. You know, we, I really don't think that we, in this kind of games, everyone puts the pleasure on themselves. So I just want to tell them that like, we know we don't need a hero today. We just need to stick to our approaches and uh, just win those little little battles, little pitches, you know, mm-hmm. bring up the pitch count. And, uh, you know, he just reiterated to me that, you know, they got it. They Everyone's feeling comfortable, and they're ready to go. You've told me this uh, several conversations we've had throughout the season, that you get a lot more nervous now than you did when you were playing. Oh, I, I do for sure. That, that that's, that's why I texted him this morning is because I, I, I woke up feeling sick. Yeah, I just I'm just so nervous. I get so nervous in the stands, like my knees shake, and so that's 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 why that's why I started. Uh, that's why I felt the need to text him because I just right. I get so nervous now. Cliff Russell, he's right about that. I feel that way all the time. I, I I'm just so anxious. I feel sometimes nauseous about a game. Well, yeah. Why is baseball like that? Well, here's the deal, Bob. I think um, I think that's what we're talking. Exactly what we're talking about is is the strength of this team. It's the leadership. Uh, it's these guys that have been there. They've done it. I noticed after the game, after game two yesterday, uh, Coach Barry met with the guys and, and uh, the coaches kind of left that that huddle and, and uh, Danny Lynch took over and, and was talking to those guys. And, and that look, that stuff matters. It, it matters this time of year and, and in these type of games and this type of atmosphere. Uh, I just I, you cannot overlook the strength of that in this team and, and having that that those senior leaderships, the Danny Lynch, the Justin Storms, the guys that have been there, done this, um, you know, win or lose, what this senior class has done the last couple of years is is nothing short of amazing. I agree. It's an old cliche, uh, but is it true, Gabe? Uh, and we hear this a lot that Danny Lynch is a great player, but he's a coach on the field as well. He he really is, and uh, he he's just the guy that uh, you know gets talks to you in the dugout. Uh, just reassures everybody that you know everything is okay. We're gonna pull this off, and that kind of leadership. And it's not only him; it's everyone in the dugout. It's even the guys that are not playing right now. They're all leaders. They're all out there supporting each other. And I, I just think that's really important in games like today. I want to talk about Justin Storm, uh, Luke Johnson, but I, I tell you another stat I pulled up, and uh, I think he's just been phenomenal. Dustin Dickerson is four for seven, two RBIs, has scored three runs. 
has made numerous big plays, has suddenly become like a Frank Howard home run hitter. Nobody even asked him. He didn't even know how that happened. But, man, he has been electric throughout these uh, postseason games. I keep telling you that the guys from West Jones are strong. Dustin just waited four years to break it out. Um, Cliff, before we get into the pitching, just comment on Dickerson. I mean, what what do you make of the power surge? Oh, that's a better question for Gabe than me. I, I have no idea. Gabe? <laughs> well, he's... I, I just love his swing. He he really I don't he he hasn't changed anything about his swing. His swing is just so pure, like stays through the zone. And then this year he he's just been able to find that little launch, launch angle. He's he's always had the same swing, but then his approach this year and then the way that he just has found that that launch angle a little bit it's it's just well, incredible to watch. What he's not doing, he's not missing the mistake. When when you leave a ball up against him over the last three weeks, he has made you pay for it. Um, and look, you know, you, you got to know he's he's obviously draft eligible, and you got to think that scouts have probably uh, noticed this over the last couple of weeks too, because that's always been one of the the knocks on Dustin is he doesn't have the power. Well, he he yeah, has shown he that that it's, it's it is there. Like he he has figured that out. Um, and, and good for him. Like, it's doing it at the right time for this team. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to bode well for him in the draft as well. And what's always been dangerous about him was the back control. I mean, he's never afraid to, to, to slap at oppo. And, I mean, that double he had the other day. I mean, the ball's outside. He just – he worked the bat to double. And so the, the power has just really enabled him to be an all-around hitter. All yeah. right, let's, let's go. Go ahead, Luke. Something else to add? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, Let, let's go to pitching real quick. I, I do want to talk about a guy who get, who's been forgotten in kind of all of this. What would Billy Oldham's box score line, Cliff, look like Saturday um, if the weather had not interrupted? And, and why was he so good and effective against Tennessee Saturday? I, I mean, I, you could just. I mean, he was in complete control, Luke. I don't. I don't know. He broke a sweat out there in that 120 degree heat. Um, he, his pitchability is is just really off the charts, if you ask me, and and his feel for that changeup and uh, and just working in out and and changing that eye level and and plus and minus hitters and and what I mean by that is just changing speeds and uh, his ability to pitch backwards and and to execute whatever Coach Oz calls uh, was just phenomenal and uh, you, you hated to see it. It's happened to him a couple times this year. Yeah. That his start at James Madison where he was just rolling and then you had the four hour rain delay. Um, it's a shame because both of those starts were special. And then uh, to do what he did in that moment, you know, starting game one at home in a Super Regional is is things of legends. Four and a third innings, two hits, one run, one earned run, five strikeouts, no walks. Gabe, on the other side, Justin Storm, Armistead, um, the, the ball was spinning. He just couldn't control it as well. Storm comes in. And uh, I'll at the end of the segment, I'll give you guys his stats for for the last couple of years. Gabe, what has made him? Because because you've hit against him, what did he do mid last year and then in the off season to to be the elite reliever that he has become? Well, um, anyone that has met Justin, he he, well, especially he's a great guy, but he's just a hard worker. He comes in every day and just just grinds and uh, practices and. Every day, and I really think that he, I mean, he's first of all, it's so hard to hit him because he's well, like seven foot, and then comes in <laughs> from that that tall frame coming down, and then he he was he's able this offseason to bump up a couple miles an hour in his fastball, so he's throwing like ninety three coming in at just a crazy angle, and with 
you know, with the everyone teaching to swing up nowadays, it's that's just tough to get on plane. Yeah, well, you know, I think another secret of his is how he unbuttons that shirt, <laughs> and his shirt's unbuttoned down to his waist, and he just looks really macho. You think that's got any effect? Gabe? Oh, for sure, it's that confidence. It's all about that confidence. <laughs> but he doesn't. He doesn't have all the chest hair that Slade Wilkes has. That's why Slade unbuttons his. But anyway, no. He's Cliff. The, the the cutter has been really effective for for Justin too, and then the ability and trust that Ostrander has for these guys to throw full count, you know, off speed change ups, curveballs, sliders on the outside. It's been impressive to watch that. He's done it all year, Luke, and and I mean he's he has shown if you cannot make that pitch, if you cannot pitch backwards, he's not going to throw you out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all it is. It's pure confidence to call that pitch in that situation that your guy is going to, is going to make it. And then on the other side of that, it's, it's confident. It gives that pitcher also a little confidence on that bump and that, Hey, my guy believes I can make this pitch. So, uh, yeah, I got to go out there and execute it. I love it. He's done it all year. Here's uh here's Bob. Here's your stats. Saw this. Somebody posted this the other day. After the game Saturday, Storm's combined stats the past two years in the in uh, regional, super regional. This is against LSU, Penn, and Tennessee. Fifteen innings, five hits, no earned runs, twenty Ks, three walks, a zero point zero ERA, and a point five three WHIP. Yeah, he's been he's he's been phenomenal, and Cliff is right. He's one of the. When you're standing there talking to him, you're looking up at him, but he's like a gentle giant. I mean, he's just a mild, meek, polite kid, isn't he, Cliff? He, he is, but that's that's the kind of guy that, that Coach Barry and Coach Oswald, they, they, want, they want guys who are going to carry themselves uh, outside of the line, Bob, but, but when you step between that chalk, you know, they, they want some dogs out there for sure. Right. Cliff, did you ever unbutton your jersey? Oh, like no, no, no chance. No, I buttoned up as tight as I could. <laughs> I noticed the official made him button his, his jersey the other day. Oh, what did was, he really? I, what I missed was that. that about? I, I, My I goodness. missed that. My goodness. We forget that they're, they're really young men. Real quick note, uh, yesterday I, I was visiting a friend down in the roost between games, and, and there are four Tennessee pitchers right there in the bullpen. There's like 15 little boys. And every one of them is dressed just like Gabe Montenegro. They got the sunglasses on, the USM hats, they're gold. And the Tennessee kids are playing catch with them over the fence. And just talking to them. And hey, we got we got to raise our kids better. We I want my kids out there dogging them in their face, yelling at them is what I want. There were some older kids doing clean, that. Clean it up, Eagle fans. Let's go. The entire day, I think. All right, Cliff Rossum, Gabe Montenegro in the Eagle Hour studio. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Super Talk Eagle Hour on the uh, just hours away from the showdown between Tennessee and our Golden Eagles. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place to watch the game this evening if you don't have a ticket. Great place to have lunch. I kicked off the tournament coverage, Luke, last Friday 
with a catfish plate at the Fourth Street Bar and Grill. And I would have been happy to buy you one, uh, but unfortunately, you weren't here. Oh, school, 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 school. Yeah. What have you taken from me? But right. no. Uh, to to be perfectly honest, and to be honest with with Cliff and Gabe, Gabe's uh, dad knows this because we were texting yesterday. I watched the rest of Game One from the Houston airport yesterday. I was flying back in from from Raleigh. I've been in seminars for two weeks, and I'm not lying. Uh, if if any air marshals are listening, I'm probably guilty of a crime. We were sitting on the runway. We have runners at the corners. It's one to nothing. Sarge is at bat. And literally, as we are taking off in the air, he hits the home run, to which I had to put my uh, my phone on airplane mode and sit in agony for an hour and a half to figure out right. what was going on after there that. There you go. All right. Um, I ask both of you gentlemen this. Um, everybody, obviously, you know, their heart's in their throat wanting the Golden Eagles to win this so badly tonight. And I, I think we all feel that same way. But let's let's just take the game tonight out out of the picture. Let me start with you, Gabe. How difficult and how really incredible is it to win your regional and advance to a super regional two years in a row? Ah, that that is just I would never have thought coming here that it was even possible. But this guy is just that whole season just come just grinding. And then I was actually uh, talking to this with my dad. Um, from the first year I, I came to Southern Miss to here, we were just getting one step closer and closer from just coming to the regional, going to regional final, and then winning the regional, and then to supers. And now at this point, we're just one win away. Like This program has come so far, and I'm just proud of the guys that are out there just grinding every day. And I really, I really think that they're going to pull it through. Yeah. Cliff, put it in perspective. It is it's a it is a long, tough journey every year. Yeah, I mean, I, I I struggle to do that. Gabe, Gabe did it. I I did not play in a super regional. Um, you know this this is why you come to Southern Miss, Bob. You you come here to be a part of this tradition, but you also come here to to take that that program to the next step. Uh, you know, Gabe was a big part of that. Uh, when when I stepped on campus in in two thousand and two. There had been a run with no regionals. 2003, we win the conference. We 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 host the first uh, host the first regional in in Southern Miss history, and uh, and so I, I, you know, but this this senior group, as I said earlier, they've done that. They they've stepped on campus. They have continued that tradition, but they've also taken this taken this this program to the next level, uh, and that's something these guys again win or lose tonight that they should be extremely proud of. And it it'll be years before they realize what they've done for this program. Yeah, only 10 teams left playing in the United States right now out of 305. I read last night that there are only two teams in the country that, that return to a super regional for the second year in a row. Uh, it's just hard to put in perspective how much they've accomplished, Gabe. I mean, and, and again, we all want them to win tonight, and it would obviously be even a bigger chapter in the story if they win this tonight. But, man, oh, man, this, this team has really been really been great. They really have. They they've been great all year, and you know they 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 know the what's at stake. But in the end, your elimination game, you're playing for each other. You're playing for Coach Barry and all the coaches, and you know they're they're gonna go out there and they they're gonna have fun. You know, supporting each other, and in in the end, uh, they know this could be their final game, and I just think they're gonna go out there and give it every everything they have, which they have all year. 
and I'm just yeah. excited to watch them. Yeah. But you don't want to jump out there and chase any of those hundred mile an hour fastballs for them tonight. No, that's that's I, the fastest thing I've I've, I've gone is like thirty five miles on my car, and I, I don't want to see anything <laughs> faster than that. No. Bob, I guarantee you, if you stepped in there, though, he would slap that thing uh, to the right side my, my for a big is, two out hit. My guess is he would too. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was nobody you wanted to see come up with people on base and two outs more than this young man sitting right. No here. doubt, and his brother's the same way. Well, yeah, that's that is a great point. All right, Luke, get back in here with these two guys. Um, another guy that that we want to brag on this weekend, guys. I mean, Tate Parker. Um, yeah, for sure, T- Tate Parker, and you know, it, it's hard. I guess Cliff and and Gabe, you can speak to this as a hitter. It's hard when you're in a platoon situation. A little different with your brother and Blake Johnson because you you need two catchers. But you know, left field has been one of those. Uh, where it's been platoon based off who was pitching, but but Gabe, I mean, Tate Parker really, you know, uh, really had a, a great game one, and and that's a guy that you need to perform this afternoon as well. Yeah, for sure. It, from the from the conference tournament, like he just came in and just got you no know, clutch hit after clutch hit, and in the postseason, you always need that one guy that comes in from from the bench, really not getting the opportunity, not playing that many games, to just come in and then help the team that the way that he has and I, I know that he he's you know he's proud of what he's done and he's come a long way and i i really think that he's gonna pull for us again today yeah cliff um nico maza starting um what that means is is that you would expect you still got adams because matt adams not starting today armistead is just at 13 pitches that's all he was uh of course sibley's uh through Billy Oldham's at 58 pitches. I mean, is there a scenario where you think that he's available today, and, and who else besides Armistead and Mazza could could we expect? Yeah, I mean, I, I got to think that that uh, Billy Oldham would, would probably be available. I mean, we saw him come back on that short rest in Auburn. Um, you know, I, I, Luke, I'm a little concerned that, that Sibley and Storm are out because, you know, this team is, is – this volunteer lineup has seemed to struggle with those arms from the left side. And, and a side note, what Cross Sibley did yesterday – and eating those innings up was just huge for this bullpen. Yeah. And you kind of got the sense when, when we weren't able to scratch back a couple runs that, hey, they're going to they're gonna leave him out there and he's going to have to – this is his game to lose and eat these innings. And he just did a phenomenal job, um, you know, and, and just a shot in the arm for this bullpen. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be Maza until it's not. And, and you should run him out there, see how long he can go. Uh, you know, I think the big story is is the free passes. You saw the the three hit batters from Tanner yesterday, uh, but how do you eliminate eliminate those free passes? Because this 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 Tennessee lineup has shown you they can hit the ball out of the park at any moment. Uh, we knew that going into the weekend, but uh, you know, solo home runs don't typically beat you. Eliminate those free passes and and avoid those two and three run home runs. Um, but to answer your question, Luke, you got to think, yeah, it's going to be Mazza. Uh, you got Matt Adams, you got Matty Ice there, uh, Armistead and Oldham. Some some way you piece this thing together with those four. And I, look, I like it. I mean, if you'd have given me that uh, before this series and said, "Hey, here's here's who you got with Game Three on the line," I'd have said, "I'll take it." You know what? I'll I'll take those guys. Yeah, and, and I mean, we should mention Chase Adams uh, is a lefty out of the bullpen for a situation. If you're looking at one batter or two batters, you know what what it would be. But but yeah, I I, I want I think probably because of the gamer that he's been. I know Armistead is is itching to get back out there and to use his stuff today. Yeah, no, absolutely, and obviously his, uh, you know, when he when he took that ball yesterday, it didn't work out how he wanted, but uh, you know, 
Coach I saw it, pulled him out, and and uh, you know I, I think he'll have no problem running him back out there and, today. And was it there? I mean, obviously you didn't want to get in a hole there, you know, in game one. But part of the reason you take him out there is so that you can use him today. He he doesn't run up his pitch count. It was just like you know throwing just a little longer in the bullpen. Yeah, and I, so, look, I'm sure it was one of those where he he knew going into that game that the they're finishing that game one, kind of his plan. If it was going to be Armistead, then Storm. Uh, and so you know you're going to go to those two guys. And uh, so if you're going to throw Storm at some point, then you go to him when you have to. Uh, and, and certainly that's the right call looking back on it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it worked out perfect. You got Storm to finish that and stretch it out. Uh, and then you keep Armistead available for today as well. Cliff, you hear about the uh, kid from, um, was it Stanford, through 150 pitchers? Yeah, I watched most of them. And, and that kid, uh, you know, look, it's just that time of year, Bob, and, and – uh, I'm not I'm not a doctor by any means. Um, I went to school for long enough to be a doctor, but I, I didn't come away with a, a medical degree. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not here to, to judge a coach for leaving that kid out there. But, uh, you know, what he did for his team yesterday is is uh, it is it is remarkable. We, we heard Hill Denson, Bob, was actually a pitching consultant for Stanford in that. Yes, game. I asked him about that again Friday about the guy that told us he threw 170 pitches one night. Daryl Lindsay. And he'll, he'll just act like he doesn't know what I'm talking about. He <laughs> completely ignored me. He, also, you weren't here, but uh, Shay Carter was on our show, and she was trying to convince him to buy his wife a pennant that had nine diamonds to represent the baseball field. And here was his question. Well, can you make me one with maybe one small diamond? <laughs> More gizzard money. He can't He can't burn through that Mama Hamill's well, money. He also Absolutely. asked Mo Bay Beignet if they could make a gizzard beignet. So you just you really missed a great <laughs> afternoon with Hill Denson. There's no question. Two hours hey, as we, of that. As we go into this break, people need to watch this weather. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Three o'clock. 45% scattered thunderstorms, thunderstorms at 4, thunderstorms at 5, scattered at 6, and then it gets clear around 7. I mean, this is one of those things, don't you think in the next few hours they're going to have to decide what they want to do so that we don't get into a, a yeah, Saturday hopefully. situation again? Cliff, I know you got to go. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll appreciate you having us. to talk to you Thanks, again Cliff. in the next yep. few days. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll be back. Gabe Montenegro going to stick around. One more segment. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Cliff Russell joining us. He has exited the building. Gabe Montenegro, our third co-host today. Still uh, hanging around with us. Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel Eagle Hour on a Super Regional Monday. Series tied at 1. Southern Miss and the Tennessee Volunteers first pitch set for 5 p.m., but watch that weather. It's going to be interesting to see um, what happens. Eagles uh, and the Volunteers playing for one of the last two spots. Uh, the rest of the field set. Florida uh, defeated South Carolina in a Waldrop-McGillis uh, rematch. Uh, Florida threw. They won that 2-0. Uh. to nothing. 
Uh, TCU defeated Indiana State um, two to nothing, and then those, both of those took place on Saturday. And then yesterday, Wake Forest uh, knocked out Alabama. Uh, LSU took care of Kentucky, um, and Virginia took care of Duke. And then Oral Roberts upset Oregon up in the Pacific Northwest. Oral Roberts, Cinderella in. And so the Golden Eagles at 5 tonight, the game on ESPN2. And then Texas and Stanford at 7 p.m. on ESPN uh, for the last two spots in the College World Series. Ten teams left out of 305 Division One baseball teams of the country. Ten teams left playing. Think about that, Gabe Montenegro. Ten teams out of 305, and your Golden Eagles are one of the ten. Yeah, it, it, it's that's just crazy that, uh, uh, you, you know, at this point, you know, you want to keep playing, and you still have the shot to keep playing, especially like if you're a senior, you know, having a shot to uh, make it to Omaha. But even though it's it's a great achievement as a, as a player, you want to keep going. You know, you, you don't want the season to end. Uh, so even though it's a great accomplishment to be here at this moment, you want to, you just want to keep winning. So tell us, what was what was running through your mind when you were on the field in that last Super Regional game last year? And you knew that the, that the game was likely lost and that your career was coming to an end. What, can you recall what you were thinking while you were on the field? Uh, at, that, at that moment, uh, you kind of just embrace everything. You you know, take a look around the field, take a take a look at your glove kind of situation. You just embrace every every little, little moment, every throw that you in the alpha that you make, every just run, every sprint, and uh, it, it it just it's just a crazy moment. Like looking it back, uh, that is still you know it's still kind of fresh. And that's why I really hope that this the today they can pull it off so that uh kind of like feeling doesn't doesn't you know mm-hmm. chew you down the road mm-hmm. uh but i have I have full confidence in our guys, yeah, how long did that feeling chew at you? It still does it does it still it still yeah. does yeah and uh you know and even though even though it's you know you did everything you could uh and you gave it everything you had. He still, you know, he still kind of just chews you inside. Mm-hmm. Gabe, what is Momo going to do after Rodrigo and this team wins the national championship? And he can't. He, I mean, what is? I know he's going to watch Southern Miss baseball, but I, I almost say that in jest. After we win the national championship, your dad is now going to be exclusively a fan. But I'm sure he will enjoy that. <laughs> if if when when we win today. Momo is gonna go absolutely nuts. He'll he'll. I wouldn't be surprised if he just runs up the field and starts hugging everybody on the team. Need to remind security ahead of time. Yeah, that is yeah. a player's parent, and yeah. uh, we will boo you if you touch a Momo. Your dad has told me that uh, he plans to come back here next year and watch Southern Miss play, even though both of his sons are graduated. Oh, for sure. He he he's. He fall, he fell in love with this place, and he he's gonna keep coming back, even though this is the last season for my brother. He's be, gonna be coming back for yeah. a very long time. And after this. and if, and if our if you haven't interacted with Gabe and Rodrigo's father, I mean, he is a baseball dude. Like yeah. he knows the game well, yeah. and I think it speaks to how we are as a program, our fan base, our culture at Southern Miss. 
for a baseball dude on the outside who both of his sons have played here, great experience, great players, phenomenal players, but he just wants to come back as a fan, and I think that it speaks to a lot about how good of a program we are. Yeah, I've had some of my greatest moments in the last few years watching baseball with your dad. We've, we've had such a good time uh, doing that. Now, Gabe Montenegro, I'm going to embarrass you for a minute. You do know now that you are forever a legend here, an icon, just a matter of time before you're in the Hall of Fame at Southern Miss. Uh, you know, no one will ever forget you. Your career here was just absolutely incredible yeah it um it really has been an incredible time and i'm so grateful that i'm still here i can still experience uh this season and uh experience it as a fan and i just i just love this program i love the city everything they have given me my brother my family and the players that are still playing today and the ones that are gonna play and this is it's just an incredible feeling to be able to play for Southern Miss and now you know getting to know those Tennessee fans it's it makes it even better (laughs) that I was part of this program. That's really well said Gabe that's really well said. I hope that you and I are talking next with this Friday I hope you and I are talking this Friday on this show in Omaha Nebraska. I know we will. All right Gabe Montenegro everybody Luke's back Golden Eagles Three hours away now. Three hours away from taking that next step to Omaha. Until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.